Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. This is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this week's episode, I will discuss the astrology of the week of May 15th. The theme of this week is finding shelter through the storm. This week could be intense for you, especially if your chart is activated because we are having a lunar eclipse. I want you to think about how can you stay grounded rather than going through extremes. So if you feel yourself getting agitated, I want you to have a mantra to help yourself calm down and stay grounded. This week is a great time for purging or detoxification and cleansing whether it is your mind, your body, your psyche, or your local environment, your surroundings. It's a great week for decluttering. The main aspect of the week is the lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And the three big things I want to highlight are all related to this lunar eclipse. So a lunar eclipse is a full moon times 10. And at the full moon, the sun and the moon are 180 degrees away from each other. They are in opposition. The sun and the moon are our luminaries. The sun emits light and the moon reflects the light back. So there is full illumination. All is revealed at the time of the full moon. Full moons are a time when we celebrate, release what no longer serves us, and start to let things go. This lunar eclipse in Scorpio will be on Sunday, May 15th at 9.13 p.m. Pacific time. So what happens when we have a lunar eclipse is that the Earth passes between the sun and the moon, cutting off the signal between our two luminaries. So essentially, a channel is changed. When the station comes back on, it's a different message. It's a different place. We're in a different phase of our lives. We walk through a door, we walk through a portal, and when we look behind us, there's a wall. In general, full moons are always times of big energy. People get very emotional during the full moon. Bus drivers, nurses, doctors, police officers all are aware that people will be acting out of emotion more during a full moon. And this one is an eclipse. So there can be a lot of intensity. Eclipses are wild cards. People can have big feelings of emotional energy where they want to release them. So at a solar eclipse, which we had two weeks ago, it's a new moon, a new start, a new start in the dark. Now there's this big energy, all is kind of revealed. They can expose someone close to you. So people are going to be finding things out that are very uncomfortable about potentially about people that they love. We are all called to burn off old stories about what we have outgrown. Events can occur from our thoughts and our feelings. 
Light will be shed on darkness. It's a potential to make a great public splash. A lot of times celebrations are planned around full moon. So yeah, now is a wonderful time if you're going to a party to have a great time. But just keep in mind, people can be very emotional and someone can do something and have a reaction that is greater than what was expected or planned. And Scorpio is one of the most intense signs of the Zodiac. It's a sign of extremes. It wants to go beneath the surface, to get down to the bottom of things, to bring things to light, to unearth things. It's very investigative. And there is this desire to merge. Scorpio is a water sign and it's fixed water. It's co-ruled by Mars, the planet of action, and Pluto, the lord of the underworld. Some of the archetypes are the phoenix and the shadow. We can think about with the phoenix about rising from the ashes. There's an essence of life, death, and resurrection. This transformative energy that heals old wounds. And with the shadow, we're talking about, you know, the psyche what lies beneath within the realm of our emotions. The parts of us we'd rather disown are ruled by this sign. Some key words of Scorpio are powerful, passionate, mysterious, controlling, scheming, obsessive. On the high road, there's a lot of healing energy. Someone who is a doctor or someone able to help people through times of intense sorrow, or trauma. Yeah, so the eclipse, the sun at 25 Taurus, the moon at 25 Scorpio. This is on the axis of resources. Taurus is, you know, about our personal resources, whereas Scorpio is more about our shared resources and intimacy. These are both fixed signs. Taurus is fixed earth. You know, we can think about the material things in the material world, whereas Scorpio as fixed water. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some more big and bad news about the economy, about interest rates, about big banks. That could also be a topic. So during this eclipse, the sun is highlighting the fixed star Algol at 26 Taurus. Algol is the head of the beast. It is the most feared fixed stars. People from different societies all over the world have all attributed negative connotations to Algol. It's often seen as highlighted before a catastrophe or difficult events. It also deals with men's fear of women's power over themselves The Medusa mythology is closely related to Algol. The Greeks associated this fixed star with the myth of Perseus, who slayed Medusa, the Gorgon, with all of the snakes in her hair. I don't know if you've noticed, but since the North Node went into Taurus, there have been multiple commercials and things featuring Medusa. I think the Supreme Court leak about the desire for the overturning of Roe versus Wade, the plan to outlaw abortion, is very related to this lunar eclipse. It was very interesting this weekend on the Sunday news shows, the governor of Mississippi, who's a Republican, would not answer questions about birth control. 
about, he was asked directly about, well, does life begin at insemination or at implantation? So there is likely some thoughts about, you know, next after outlawing abortion, there's certain states that are going to be trying to outlaw certain forms of birth control that they don't feel are acceptable. Algol was highlighted in the lunar eclipse in Taurus last year, right before the war in Ukraine started. So it's often associated with war and catastrophe and things like that. As I said, I think it's related to the Supreme Court trying to overturn the abortion laws. Again, women will be losing some power over themselves and their own autonomy. The second thing I want to point out about this eclipse is that Saturn, the planet of karma, structures, limitations, hardship, toil, consequences, authority, also rewards for hard work is going to be squaring the sun and the moon. So forming a fixed T-square, Saturn's in Aquarius, the sun in Taurus, and the moon in Scorpio. T-squares have a release point that's opposite the focal point, the point that the opposites are squaring. So this release point will be around 24 Leo. Leo energy is very expressive and dramatic. So people coming against restrictions or feeling like they're being controlled may act out in very dramatic ways. So just be aware that we may be seeing a lot of surprising events where people are having overreactions because they feel like they're being held back. We have been at this crossroads. Saturn has been squaring the nodes the lunar nodes, the north and south node for quite a while. So you come up to a crossroads with difficult decisions and the choices you make have a big impact on your life potentially. Are you going to go towards Taurus, keeping things simple, trying to take one step in front of the other, or or are you going to go towards Scorpio and have a crisis or overreact or have extreme behavior? the choice is yours. Now, the last thing I want to point your attention to is that the sun is paralleled the fixed star Arcturus. Now, this star is a hunter who now farms. It's a pathfinder. So think about how you can pivot when you come up against restrictions, how you can break through rather than break down. I mean, during this time, it's possible to have like some big event happen that really causes you to feel that you are like knocked off your axis. So how can you embrace the theme of Arcturus? Think about how you're going to pivot. Additionally, Mars is conjunct Neptune. So some people may be feelings of pointlessness and futility. So I really recommend that you check on people who have depression or have expressed any things that concern you that they may harm themselves. Mars and Neptune are meeting in Pisces. And Pisces is a sign where like people can be considering, you know, removing themselves from this earth, escaping reality. So this lunar eclipse is very intense How can you use it to be the observer of your emotions and your feelings? Think about purging and detoxifying and cleansing. 
releasing what no longer serves you. There's also, in addition to the monthly cycles, there's these cycles that are called lunar gestational cycles. So back in November of 2020, there was a new moon at 23 Scorpio, where the sun and the moon were both at 23 Scorpio, whispering secrets to each other. And something may have started in your life, especially if you have planets or points near 23 of the fixed signs. This was on November 14th, 2020. Nine months later, at August 15th, 2021, the sun was in Leo and the moon was in Scorpio. This is a first quarter moon, so this date may feel more relevant where something was popped into your life or you can see something in the physical world. So think about that date. And now we're coming to the full moon where the sun is at 25 Taurus and the moon is at 25 Scorpio. All is revealed. And nine months from now, there'll be a last quarter moon where the sun will be in Aquarius at 24 Aquarius and the moon at 24 Scorpio on February 13th, 2023. So the same point in your chart is activated by lunations over a 27-month cycle. So we can see some larger stories here. Sometimes it can be like starting a business or writing a book or things you can do over these lunar cycles. They often have to do with relationships. So look to what house in your chart, Scorpio rules. If you have something around that 20 to 25 degree Scorpio mark, think about the story that has been unfolded over the last year and a half. You may have some aha moments. So on Sunday, the word of the day is reflection. We start the week with the moon in Scorpio. So there's already some intensity and there is so much shifting energy this day leading up to the lunar eclipse series. The asteroid, which was, I guess, elevated to a dwarf planet. Ceres rules nurturing. It rules nourishment. It's about the myth of Persephone. Ceres was Persephone's mother and her daughter was stolen and taken to the underworld by Pluto. So I want you to think about what you are growing, what you are nourishing in your life. Ceres is semi-square Uranus. So like, think about how you can feel inspired. And again, this is one of the aspects that's occurring on the lunar eclipse that makes me think about the Roe v. Wade decision being overturned, as well as Venus is conjunct Chiron in Aries. Venus rules young women and Chiron in Aries are the wounded healer. And you can think about healing old wounds. And Scorpio is a sign on the high road that can be about healing trauma. One thing that's really concerned me lately is there's been so many stories in the news over the last month or so, and eclipses have long energy. You can see them coming in events taking place a month to a couple of months ahead of time and after the actual event. And lots of young women have been committing suicide. There was a big article about some athletes, young women in college. It's very concerning. And I feel like this Venus conjunct Chiron and Aries is relating to this. So hopefully if you are a young woman or know someone that you will reach out for help and to get some healing of the trauma rather than taking things out on yourself. 
On this day, the sun also squares Saturn. The sun can deal with our ego, Saturn restrictions. So there can be some conflict with authority or feeling constricted in some way. So we want to make sure we don't break down, we break through. There may be some big news that relates to this transit. Now, also a nice transit is the sun will sextile Neptune. Sextiles are opportunities. This is a soft aspect. Neptune rules creativity, compassion, faith. So how can you have some faith and trust? If you're feeling restricted or you're feeling like alone or all is lost with the square to Saturn, how can you lean into Neptune, the sextile with Neptune? Have compassion. Have some faith that things will get better. Have some faith that this is a transit. Transits are temporary. Things will get better. So think about these things on that day because, you know, it's leading up to the big lunar eclipse. So this is a lot of big energy. Try to avoid getting into power struggles with those that you love, with any strangers. This is a day where like road rage could be a problem because someone just has a massive overreaction based on their emotional response. On Monday, the word of the day is recover. So after the big Sunday lunar eclipse, you may just like feel drained or depleted. I would suggest consider continuing the detoxification process and eating lightly, like really hydrate yourself as much as you can. Drink extra water, get extra sleep if you can. The moon enters Sagittarius at 4.50 a.m. Pacific time. So hopefully that will help us feel better. Sagittarius is a fire sign. It's ruled by Jupiter. It gives us a sense of optimism When the moon is in Sagittarius, I love to like get out in nature. I recommend moving your body with just a walk or if you want to push it, maybe like a slow jog, but take it easy on Monday. It would be my recommendation. On Tuesday, the word of the day is dance. I want you to slow dance to some music while you're getting ready in the morning. Really allow the healing music to flow through your body. I want you to do something like no rock and roll, please. Something that's soothing, healing, and lets you move slowly. There are two transits I want to call your attention to. The first one is Mercury retrograde in Gemini is semi-square Venus in Aries. Semi-squares are tense aspects. Mercury rules communication and Venus rules our relationships. So watch how you speak to those who love. With Mercury retrograde, avoid bringing up old hurts and old stories unless you plan on healing them. Mars is also conjunct Neptune on this day in the sign of Pisces. So using this aspect for the best, it can bring spiritual and creative vitality. Make sure you act with intention and be compassionate. Don't start a fight. You could have a holy war on your hands where nobody is going to be a winner. On Wednesday, the word of the day is refine. The moon goes into the earth sign of Capricorn at 5.01 a.m. This is cardinal initiating work energy. So think about what you want to grow, how you want to pursue excellence. I think it's a great day to think about how you're going to stretch your goals. 
Now, Jupiter is in Aries and it's square Ceres and Cancer. They're both on world points. So this could be interesting. Jupiter makes everything bigger. And with Ceres and Cancer, I want you to think about what you are growing in your life. How can you be optimistic about it? Jupiter is the great benefic, the benevolent, the Santa Claus of the cosmos. On Thursday, the word of the day is primal. The sun is trine Pluto. Trines are soft aspects, and Pluto is the planet of power, domination, transformation. We have an opportunity to feel really empowered and feel our inner strength. It's a great time to examine where you feel helpless in your life. On this day, also, Mercury retrograde is sextile Jupiter in Aries. So with Jupiter, we want to feel inspired. Your inspiration may come from the past. Now, one thing I want to caution you with these two aspects is that we could feel potentially overconfident and do something that causes us some problems. The sun is parallel Phaeton. Phaeton is an asteroid. And the mythology around this asteroid is that Phaeton was the son of Helios, the sun god, who drove the sun across the sky every day in a chariot. And one day his son stole the chariot and wanted to drive the sun himself. And in his youthful exuberance and overconfidence, he didn't realize how difficult this was, and he lost control of the chariot and essentially scorched the earth. And Zeus had to throw a thunderbolt in and kill Phaeton because of what he had done. It's very similar to the myth of Icarus. So we may see something in the collective about someone who's coming up against authority, who's overconfident. I mean... Frankly, Vladimir Putin has been acting as Phaeton in our world today, you know, scorching the earth, thinking he was overconfident and causing just an absolute disaster with this war in Ukraine, bringing down all kinds of plutonic devastation to the people there. And on Friday, the word of the day is levity. So how can you embrace it and just breathe? The moon enters Aquarius at 5.52 a.m. Aquarius is an air sign that rules friends and groups. So hopefully you'll be doing something fun on Friday evening. The sun also enters Gemini on this day. So Taurus season is coming to a close. See if you notice a shift from that earth energy to air. You just may lighten up, have a desire more to communicate in a lighthearted fashion. Now be careful about joking around too much because Mercury's retrograde. We may say something that really hurts someone's feelings or can backfire on us. So just be Just watch your words. And on Saturday, the word of the day is serendipity. The sun is conjunct Mercury retrograde. So this is a Mercury Kazemi. When the sun and Mercury meet, Mercury goes to the heart of the sun and it's like a purification by fire. There's some rebirth and newness. Now this is very internal. It's the inferior conjunction. So stay present for unique insights. Mercury Kazemis are known for downloads of like information. Make sure that you are thoughtful and not thoughtless. 
The exact time of the Kazemi is 12.17 p.m. Pacific time. So mark your calendar and maybe even just take 10 minutes out of your day to do a little meditation around that time. You may get some unique inspired information that can help you on your path forward. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories. Let me know how the eclipse is going for you. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week.